I've got good news and I've got some bad news. Which would you like first? Perhaps the best is this one. Welcome to another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here with Nigel Risner and my best friend, Neil Martin. And now for the good news. Nigel has got his voice back. So what's the bad news? The bad news is, unfortunately, he's only just got his voice back and we've had problems scheduling to get an episode recorded. So we're doing this one a little bit different and everything you've just heard is actually stolen from old episodes. And part of me thought, should I just do that for the whole thing? Should I create like a 12-minute a mashup of things we've said in the past? But then I had another idea. And I said to Nigel, look, you know, we're exchanging messages. I said, can you send me a voice note? Because very often when we do these things, you come up with an idea and then we just kind of riff on that. Can you send me a voice note with an idea on it? So he sent me this. So what do motivational speakers need? They need to be motivated themselves. What do salespeople need to be able to do? They need to be able to sell themselves too. We also need to take care of ourselves because if we want to look after others, we must look after ourselves first. And he has such a valid point. And it reminded me of a couple of things. One is something that I've been talking about and have written about several times over the years. And that is, if you want to be the noun, you have to do the verb. And the other thing was actually a keynote that I gave for a friend of mine a few years ago, John Paul, um, at one of his events, where I was brought in towards the end of the day, where he'd been running a sort of management and leadership seminar. And, And my bit was, how can you lead others if you don't lead yourself? So kind of picking up on what Nigel just said, really, and expanding on that, that's where we're going to take this episode. And so I wanted to start really by, by, well, in fact, let me back up the two things that I just mentioned myself. Let's go for the first one. If you want to be the noun, you have to do the verb. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you want to be a runner, you have to run. If you want to be a pianist, you have to play the piano. If you want to be a speaker, you have to speak. If you want to be an author, you have to write. You have to do the thing that you want the label for. You can't just go, hey, I'm an author and never write a word. Now, sometimes it's important to step into the identity, to claim the identity, you know, to go, I am an athlete before you take your first training run. So you believe that you're capable of doing those things. But you also have to actually take those actions and take them in a consistent way. But the other thing is, if you want to inspire people to do something, the best way you can do that is by sharing your own experience. It's by doing it yourself first. So picking up on what I just mentioned about um, John Paul's event that I spoke at, you know, if you want to learn about leadership, how do you start by leading yourself? What are the behaviors you need to explore for yourself? What is the vision you need to set for yourself as a leader? You know, it's all very well going, hey, I've got this team and I want to inspire this team. And here's my vision for the team. Here's the vision for my business. Maybe even here's the vision for my family. But you have to start by creating a vision for yourself and how you show up in that. And it's interesting. One of the things that I've noticed over the years, actually, working with you know many, many different companies, small, new, young companies share their story a lot. You know, someone new comes to work for them and they get the backstory of you know, why this business exists and you know, why people would want to work for us, why people would want to do business with us, what the problem was that we were experiencing, which is why we started the business in the first place. That comes up a lot when the company is young and has a small number of people. But you go back into a company that's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years old, 
And you have the same kind of conversations. And it's almost assumed that everybody knows. It's almost assumed that all those new employees that came five, ten years down the line know why we're here. They know what the big problem was that we were set up to solve. But if it's not communicated, they never will. So the first thing is to get very clear on a vision for yourself. Who are you trying to become? What is the outcome that you want to create in your life? And who do you need to be in order to make that happen? The next thing is, how will you communicate that with other people? You know, when you meet people that are part of that vision, whether that's family, friends, employees, team members, you know, loved ones of any description, whether it's people you meet at a networking event, you know, whoever you're talking to, if you think you want them to be a part of your journey, if you want them to somehow get involved with you, you have to tell your story. You have to share your vision. The second thing for me around this very much is values. You know, what are your values? You know, we hear a lot these days about setting the right values in a team culture or setting the right values in a family or setting the right values in a, you know, in a work environment or in a, you know, a voluntary group, wherever you might happen to be dealing with other people. How do you make sure you're aligned with people's values? Any kind of relationship, personal or business, how do you make sure your values are aligned? Well, you have to start by knowing what your values are. You sit, about, sit down and think about it. You know, what are the most important things to you? Is it honesty, integrity, love, trust? You know, is it things like that? Is it, you know, is your number one value? Actually, I'm out to make some money and have some fun. You know, is your number one value? You know, I want to have an adventure. Is your number one value? I need to feel safe and secure. What is the number one thing that you prioritize over everything else? And for most people, there's probably two or three things that sit at the top of their list. But again, do you know them? Do you articulate them? When you're looking for people to join your team, regardless of the setting, whether it's in a personal environment, whether it's in a, you know, in a business environment, are you looking at the values of other people and making sure they're the right fit? And then the other big bit is, you know, how do you celebrate your victories? And we did a whole episode on this um, and the importance of setting, you know, setting outcomes, achieving those outcomes and celebrating when you get there. It's absolutely critical to celebrate your victories and to appreciate the things that you've achieved in your life, because that's what will give you the fuel and the momentum to carry on. You know, we have to value ourselves. It's not selfish to look after ourselves. It's not selfish to go, what are my values? It's not selfish to go, what am I, what's my vision? It's not selfish to go, I need to look after myself physically, spiritually, emotionally, so that I can show up better for everybody else. You know, it's a cliched saying, but you know, if you get on an airplane, they tell you in the event of an emergency, put your own oxygen mask on first. And sometimes, you know, I've spoken to people and they're like, yeah, it's a bit of a cliche and you wouldn't do that anyway, you'd help your kids. Well, guess what? If you were desperate for the op oxygen and you're trying to help your kids, if you don't get that mask on first, you might not be able to help them with theirs because you might run out of oxygen first. Okay. And, you know, I can talk from personal experience of health transformations. I can talk from personal experience in terms of going through some relationship challenges and relationship changes. I can talk from personal experience of various things in, in my business life and in my career of not just the things that have gone well for me, but the things that have gone horribly wrong. And I think very often, you know, our biggest adverse, uh, our biggest adversary, right? Our biggest challenges, they're also our biggest lessons. You know, the day that I looked in the mirror and I saw this 18 stone fat guy looking back at me that had this massive list of illnesses, my first question was, how did I get here? Now, it's taken me years, you know, probably 10 years plus of not looking after myself to reach that point. But I didn't see it as it was happening. I just stopped one day and went, how did I get here? 
But of course, I was able to look and see what was important to me and was I prepared to carry on living like that? And what was I willing to change? And what were the difficult decisions I was prepared to make? And what was the effort I was prepared to put in to look after myself and make sure that I was actually doing the right things for me so that I could also then show up best for other people? And I guess one of my big questions for you is, you know, what's something you could do to make yourself a better human being today? What's something you could do to look after yourself better today that will ultimately enable you to show up better for other people? Because guess what? If you've got a smile on your face and you're contented with life, you will show up better for those around you. You know, if you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling doubtful, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling fearful, those are never the best ways to show up for anybody else. And we all go through those times. You know, I'm not going to pretend for one minute that I don't. I have challenges. You know, we all have challenges. In fact, you know, on a regular basis, pretty much every human being has some kind of challenge. The question's not the challenge, it's how you deal with it. And actually, I think I might bung in a clip from another old episode for a moment here. So I know that every week or every two weeks, some blip happens in my writing for the book or in ringing you up, getting dates for the podcast, or something. And instead of beating myself up, I just need to think, what can I do right now to correct and take new action? Yep. So I wonder how much time our listeners spend beating themselves up because something hasn't happened, compared to acknowledging it hasn't happened. You know, when you mess up, and I can't remember the, the speaker who shared this, he said, when you mess up, Admit it, fix it, and move on. Other than that, life's a party. And there's a really important point in there. And I think for me, that point is honesty. It's about being honest about where you are versus where you want to be. And it's about taking responsibility for where you are and figuring out what it is you need to do next. Now, we've got two episodes about this. There's the episode that that clip just came from, which is episode 35, which is actually titled Responsibility. And there's also episode 18, which is about E plus R equals O. And I'm not going to go into masses of detail about either of those right now, um, because you can obviously go and listen to those actual episodes. But the bottom line with them is life isn't about the things that happen around you. It's about what you do next. Life isn't about the situation you find yourself in. It's about how you react or you respond to it. It's about having the ability to choose your response and to choose what you do next from this moment. So if you've been listening to this episode and you're thinking, well, actually, you know, I am a motivational speaker and I don't feel very motivated. Don't just sit and beat yourself up. Go, well, what do I do to motivate myself more? If you're thinking, well, actually, you know, I keep talking to other people about being fit and healthy, but I'm not particularly fit and healthy myself. What can you do about it so that you actually get more in alignment with the person that you want to be? That you get more in line, uh, more in alignment with the person that you feel you should be, that the person you feel you're destined to become. And, you know, I know some of this stuff can sound a little bit cliche or it can sound a little bit too easy. You know, oh, yeah, it's all right for you, Neil, because, you know, I've had those kind of statements thrown at me in the past. And the reality is no one ever knows what's going on behind closed doors. No one ever knows the challenges that are going on in your life. Just like, you know, some of the things that have happened in my life in the years that we've been recording this podcast haven't necessarily been the most public things. You know, I have mentioned dealing with divorce and you know, relationship breakups. I have mentioned, um, well, Nigel and I have both mentioned sort of health-related things, etc. Um, but, you know, there's always something going on for every single person you meet, and you may or may not know it. And similarly, people may or may not know what you're going through but you do get to choose what your next action is. 
So if you've been listening to this and you've enjoyed it, what's your next action from here? What are you going to go and do today that can make your life just a little bit better? That can make your life just a little bit more in alignment with the person that you feel that you should be? The person that you feel you are destined to become? The person that you want to show up as, even if it's not the person you've been showing up as right now? And Nigel will be back next week, and we'll see you then for another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here. Your best year is